Hi everybody, my name is Prof Peter Malayas, I'm an academic at Monash University and a physiotherapist. Um, thanks for joining this Talking Tendons podcast. I'm going to be talking today about a uh, paper that was published in Frontiers in Physiology. It's actually a perspective article um, and the title is Individualized Muscle and Tendon Assessment and Training. Lead author is Aaron Patsis. So the, the premise of the paper is that muscle and tendons are tuned and we know this we know that tendons strain uh you know when we do habitual physiological movements like walking and running they strain anywhere between four percent upwards uh, and that allows the fascicles to operate in an optimal range and make our human movement really efficient Um, but their their main thrust of this is that Sometimes the the balance between muscle strength and tendon strain is interrupted or not right, and the tendon might overstrain or understrain. The problems with overstrain is that it can lead to fatigue and injury and rupture, and the problems with understrain is that it might be understimulated and again cause some problems. Um, So so basically, um, when would this imbalance occur? Well, they've shown themselves that it might occur as people are growing up. Um, As we grow up, because tendons tend to be a bit slower in adaptive responses, the muscle tends to get much stronger prior to the tendon stiffness catching up. Um, And then uh, the other type might occur is as we get older, potentially stiffness reduces more than decrements in muscle strength, which we know both reduced but maybe there's an imbalance there as well so it's interesting and um, they propose that what we should be looking at potentially is um, is a a very specific approach where we look at um, what is the amount of strain for for their maximal effort for their maximal mvc Um, is it you know the sort of six percent or seven percent which we might expect um, or maybe more, but I think I think for ninety percent MVC they state that we should expect about six percent strain. Um, is that? But it's obviously variable for different people depending on this imbalance. So their main thrust is all about this imbalance. How big is this imbalance? Um, and can we target specifically? So the, the, I guess the limitations clinically are that it's very hard to measure strain clinically at this point. Maybe we'll have technologies that make it easier and protocols and make it easier in the future but at this point you you um, are sort of hard pressed to measure that clinically Um, so the approach that we take at the moment is we go based on mvc so we we look at okay we want to adapt a tendon we've got a we've got a we've got a theory that in pathology or in aging um, we might need to make sure the tendon is also healthy and um straining uh, or adapting i could uh, should say in terms of stiffness so therefore we have high intensity exercise for the for the tendon um and i think that's a reasonable approach at this point when we can't necessarily measure strain um, in a clinical setting um, in the future if we can measure strain in a clinical setting then we can look for the, what these authors are talking about and that is these imbalances um, and these imbalances um yeah, as I say, could be a response to aging development, but could also be a response to training. So for example, if you look at the World Health Organization guidelines, they talk about medium to high intensity strength training and everyone should be doing it a few times a week. Um, If you're doing medium intensity 
uh, you might be strengthening your muscle, but not necessarily adapting your tendon. And that itself could lead to an imbalance. So even what the World Health Organization is, is recommending could be leading to imbalances. Um, so, so, so it is a consideration, I think, to be looking at, if you're thinking we do have less stiff tendons as we get older, that adaptation and maintenance of tendon uh, stiffness is is in, is important, um, especially if you're doing strength training, which could be then, um, you know, leading to an adaptive response in the muscle but not the tendon. Um, so I do like the idea. It's as I say, just the practical um, applications at the at the moment of um, how do we get around this inability to measure stiffness. And I'm, think with sensors and with other technologies um, emerging at the moment, there may be ways of doing it clinically and obviously with ultrasound measures um, becoming more available as well. Um, but I think for take-home clinical message, assume that your tendinopathy patient is going to have a more compliant tendon. Assume that your older patient may have a more compliant tendon. Maybe not an imbalance though in tendon strength and compliance unless they're doing a lot of training that targets the muscle as opposed to the tendon. Um, so there, there's some assumptions that you can take away from it and then you can target your training accordingly. Um, one last thing to finish on, I should have mentioned uh, what do we actually mean by tendon versus muscle adaptation. So tendon adaptation is really stiffness, increasing uh, the resistance to stretch. So for a given force, it's going to stretch less. Uh, muscle adaptation is really strength. But they also can both increase in terms of cross-sectional area, of course, okay? So they're, they're, they're things to consider. We also have this thing called modulus um, for tendon, which is um, the resistance to stretch, which is normalized for the cross-sectional area of the tendon. And you use that really when you're comparing different tendons. Excellent. So look, I, I will link this. Um, it's a really good read. And look at, um, there's some really good uh, graphs in there as well uh, that bring some of what I've talked about to life. So have a look at that. Um, have a look at the actual paper. So again, it's Frontiers in Physiology, Individualized Muscle and Tendon Assessment Training by um, Aaron Patzis. So I will link that to the, um, yeah, link. Uh, I'll give you a link to the show. And I think it's open access as well. Excellent. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. See you next time.